Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Thursday edition of Clay and Buck starts right now. Thanks for joining us, everybody, from all across this great nation of ours. We've got a whole bunch of show for you today, and it's going to be something that we really have to all savor together because our friend Mr. Clay is departing tomorrow for the land of... Pasta and beautiful architecture. He is going to Italy, I guess the homeland of those things. Uh, so I'll be solo next week. Clay, um, I know you got bags packed, or rather, Mrs. Travis probably has bags packed. You, I assume, are a late packer, but we'll see if that's true or not. You can let us know how that's going along. I'm a late packer, so I'm a last-minute guy. I want to tell everybody. Uh, oh, you you wanted to weigh in on the packing situation because no, I got look, a lot of, I, a lot of news to tell everybody about. A lot of people reacting in disbelief. My wife has decreed that everybody only gets one backpack, and my backpack is packed. I have ten shirts, ten pairs of underwear, two pairs of pants, one pair of shoes. I'm good to go. Like that's that's there a toothbrush, deodorant. That's all I need. And a fleece. I'm ready to roll. So today we're going to go through all of the news of the day with you because, uh, you know, tomorrow, obviously, Clay will be out. So we're having having a deep dive into all things that matter right now. We've got Senator Marsha Blackburn joining us at 1 p.m. Senator Rand Paul joining us at 2 p.m. I've got a range of topics we want to discuss with them. We also have the Biden budget is out and Joe Biden today will be speaking, I think, uh, in the third hour of the show, he will be addressing the budget that he's put out. Does anyone want to guess what it does? It's pretty straightforward. More taxes and more spending. Tax and spend, not a shock. We've also got uh, Jill Biden. Did you see this yesterday? Yesterday was International Women's Day, um, and Jill Biden gave an award. Does anyone want to guess what the, uh, who the award went to in terms of making a statement, making I a know, point? I know, I know. Yep, we'll get there. We'll get. There. We'll keep everybody on the edge of their seats. Yes. Wh- to whom does the Biden White House give an International Women's Day award in America today? 
Also, uh, you might have seen it. There's this footage, uh, body camera footage of cops in Utah, and they had an individual, I think he was uh, in his mid-20s, white male, and he refused commands, and they shot him in his car. Uh, Cops all opened fire. The video is very clear of it. We can do an analysis of that later. What you will note is that there will be no riots, no protests, none of that going on. And it's interesting to see how the difference in narratives based upon who's involved in these shootings plays out across the media. We'll discuss all that. But first, Clay, it's been all week such a focus, I think, um, not only of conservative media, but also of the uh, the opposition. Chuck Schumer weighing in. Effectively, the whole cable news lineup has been uh, on the left wing side. People responding to with the most you know, personal and vitriolic attacks they can the footage that tucker carlson has shared on on his show and you know msnbc cnn they've been doing nothing but slamming him and some republicans have also gotten in on this which is uh which is disappointing but not shocking um here are some republican members of congress uh this is clip one who who are attacking tucker attacking their own team for the amusement of democrats play it I think it's bullshit. It's a revisionist thing that I think is uh, unfair to the American people. I don't take any part in whitewashing January 6th. It wasn't a stroll through the Capitol. It was an attack on our Capitol. I thought it was an insurrection at that time. I still think it was an insurrection today. Efforts to try and pretend it was something other than that are despicable and, and frankly dangerous. It's awful what some people are willing to do to get some eyeballs and get a little extra money. First of all, Tucker doesn't need eyeballs or money. He's got more yep. than enough of both of those things. He's the most dominant show in cable news and has been for many years. Clay, there is no argument now that we've seen that anyone can level that Jacob Chansley, known as QAnon Shaman, was afforded a fair judicial process given that his lawyer came out last night and said that the footage showing police walking the the chief insurrectionist in some of the accounts around show that he was calm, polite, friendly, didn't have any weapons. I mean, unless you think that spear or whatever is a weapon, the whole thing was insane. I think Tucker's showing things that people need to see. It's a big deal. And that was the thing that, that leapt out to me the most. I was watching the open last night. I've watched it, uh, Tucker's show all this week. Cause I knew that we would probably be talking about some of the footage that he was sharing. And, um, I got to tell you, Play cut three here because this goes to the essence. And before, well, I'll, I'll analyze it after we hear it. But let's listen to cut three. This is last night, the lawyer for the so-called QAnon shaman who was sentenced to over four years, I believe, in prison. Here is what he said about whether he had seen the video that shows uh, this uh, this guy having the door open for the Senate chamber to him that shows him leading a prayer that thanks the Capitol Hill police officers, that shows him surrounded at one point by nine different Capitol Hill police officers that are doing nothing to restrain his movement at all. But listen to this cut from his lawyer. What Jacob Chansley actually did was wander peacefully through the Capitol, shepherded by Capitol police officers who literally opened doors for him. When one was locked, they went to another. Dozens of officers stood and watched him. All of them had guns. Jacob Chansley did not. They never told Jacob Chansley to get out. The head of the Capitol Police today said he was trying to calm the situation. It was already calm. He was the only protester in the frame. 
They could have let him outside. They didn't. They helped him. We're not going to speculate as to why we don't know why. All we know is what we see on the tape, and no one disputes it. We didn't cherry pick it. We didn't make it up. Okay, so that's uh, that's actually Tucker cut two. Um, and this, I believe, cut three. Is that, I, I believe we, okay. Well, maybe we don't have the actual attorney saying this. But so here's the, here's the deal, Buck. Um, if the attorney, and you have to take my word for it, he said last night on Tucker that he had not seen the, uh, the video that Tucker showed of the January 6th incidents. Taking that attorney at his word that he had not seen this footage, the prosecutor in this case has an obligation in criminal law to disclose all evidence, particularly evidence for sure that is potentially exculpatory in nature. If it is true that this QAnon shaman's lawyer, that they pled to a crime after being threatened potentially with decades in prison without having access to all of the footage, and the government may have had access to this footage, there needs to be a massive investigation opened into how this is possible that a criminal defendant was not able to see the full scope of evidence, both pro and con, against him. This is a part of the Brady Rule, uh, which is a foundational element of criminal defense. And you are entitled to all of the evidence that the government has in a criminal case so that you can put forward your best possible defense. Now, look, this can be very incriminating evidence. This can be evidence that tends to work against you or can be totally middle of the road, doesn't really have much of an impact, or it can be in your favor, which is what all of this evidence is. And Buck, my point on this would be it's awfully coincidental that the government manages to be able to have all of the footage that makes him look as awful as possible to distribute as widely as they can and effectively convict this guy as the head of an insurrection and they share none of the footage whatsoever that makes him look docile, timid, and completely unthreatening in all capacity, much more so under the direction, based on these videos, of the Capitol Police themselves. Could it be more obvious that he has serious mental health health issues, too, by the way? No, certainly. I mean, uh, you know, which, which somehow got left out of this. There are people who think of themselves as the defenders of our democracy, and they use those actual terms who acted like a guy who is shirtless with a furry hat on carrying around a spear in the Capitol building is a threat to overthrow the United States government. They think they're the serious, honest people, the ones who make that argument. And I would point out for anybody who wants a, a little bit of a, a sense of how seriously, you know, you, you're, you're a lawyer, Clay, so you know this stuff. But for how seriously withholding uh, exculpatory information can be taken some of you, certainly our Alaska audience, I think, would remember Senator Ted Stevens. And Senator Ted Stevens was faced with a federal felony prosecution. And they did this, and I, I can't remember exactly, you know, the, the timing of it, but effectively it cost Republicans a seat in Alaska, a Senate seat, this whole prosecution they were doing. And what came out was that the federal prosecutors involved hid clearly exculpatory evidence where yeah. Ted Stevens was basically saying in an email, I think it was, you know, hey, I'm happy to pay for this if I need to, but do you know, is that a, basically saying like, I don't want to accept anything. That's a problem. And I want to make sure that this is paid for. Um, and they hid that 
they hid that. And I believe a federal prosecutor actually ended up committing suicide because of the damage done to his credibility and his career as a result of the blowback over the Ted Stevens, Senator Ted Stevens prosecution, because it's rigging the system against somebody. Yes. It, the, the system is not even for prosecutors, and this is important. This is important in the D.C. gulag situation with going after January 6th people. It's supposed to do justice, and prosecutors are supposed to be a part of that as well. It's not, oh, we can hold this back because we don't want the defense to know because we just want a conviction. The reason they have to share it is because anything that an officer of the court knows in the context of a prosecution should be shared with the full court so that you get the most just outcome. Jacob Chansley was denied the most just outcome. That is reality. So based on that alone, who are these Republicans are saying, oh, Tucker Carlson, he cherry picked and everything else. Does our system matter or not? By the way, the the lawyer that was on the show last night, I thought was both compelling was on Tucker's show. I thought he was compelling and eloquent on the issue. Yeah, look, and that's what, as I was watching in real time, and I tweeted about it, and I would love to know more details associated with this, but if we had an honest Department of Justice, there would be an investigation based on those claims and based on this new video evidence that would immediately be opened into whether this is a sign of prosecutorial misconduct. Because if the government had this footage and did not share it, That is a clear violation of the obligations of the criminal defense uh, prosecution. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, every judge looking at it would say, this footage is material, the defense should have had access to it. Buck, if they did not have access to it, because the government may say, well, you know what, we didn't know this existed either. How many other criminal defendants out there are being prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law without potentially exculpatory evidence that is available theoretically to them. And if you are a Republican and you are criticizing Tucker Carlson right now, what you're basically saying is, I don't care about justice. Because every single one of these defendants, that's why I donated money, my own personal money, to these January 6th defendants, because I believe in an old school truth, which is, Every criminal defendant deserves the best possible defense they can get. And they're not getting it, and they're not getting the evidence. Can I, and by the way, my, I just wanted to check everything that I said about Ted Stevens that was, is accurate. Uh, my recollection of it as I went back to make sure, uh, including, on, you know, tragically, the suicide of one of the prosecutors who was involved in this because of, I mean, I bring this up just because the understanding of how egregious it is to hide exculpatory evidence in your felony prosecution of somebody that can destroy their life. You make that decision, you are perverting and destroying, in essence, the justice system. What they hid, by the way, was Ted Stevens. Again, this is back in 2008. About The whole thing was about renovations on his home. First of all, that's the kind of corruption investigation of a Republican that will happen. And he had sent a note to the guy saying, hey, make sure you send me a bill. I need to make sure that I pay for all of this to the letter because we have to do this right. Prosecutors had that communication. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Hit it. Hit it. So that's what you can be up against. By the way, the prosecutorial misconduct that we have seen in, if we ever really got to the bottom of it, if we ever saw the internal communications, guarantee you it's worse with the January 6th defendants than even what you saw with Ted Stevens. 
I think you're probably right. When we come back, we've got that audio of the attorney and the claims that he made last night on Tucker Carlson. We'll play it for you and further uh, elucidate why it matters to such an extent. In the meantime, Biden White House, what's Biden doing? Trying to raise your taxes. He's a weak man. He's a failure. So is everyone else, it feels like, who works in the Biden administration. They also have a real dearth of testosterone. Did you hear the first gentleman? I guess he's the second gentleman, whatever the heck his title is, Kamala Harris's husband. He said there's toxic masculinity out there. There's too much testosterone in America, essentially. You know what I feel? It's actually way too little testosterone in America. Weak men make poor leaders. And you don't want to be weak either. You want to have all of your vim, your vigor, your vitality, your ability to have the best version of yourself. Do you know testosterone's collapsing all over this country? Your very essence of manhood, not as strong as it was collectively in this country. Down 50% according to some studies. Well, it's time to punch back. You can get an all-natural supplement that will help increase your overall energy thanks to our buddies at Chalk. Next time you're in front of a computer or heck, how about pull out your phone right now, type in this web address, choq.com. If you don't have the energy you used to, Maybe you don't have the vitality that you used to. Maybe you're looking around and thinking, man, I feel like Joe Biden trying to climb the stairs on Air Force One. How about adding some chalk to your life? You can use my name, Clay. You'll get 35% off for life. You can cancel at any time. Head over to chalk.com right now. That's choq.com, choq.com. Great supplements, fantastic energy, no side effects that come from drinking too many caffeinated beverages. Again, that website choq.com spelled choq.com more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I want to make sure we play the audio, which we grabbed from Tucker last night. Now, again, Obviously, I don't know the specifics of any particular criminal defense case that I'm not directly involved in myself. But when an attorney comes on and says on the biggest primetime network, on the biggest primetime show in the country that dealt deals with news, Tucker show, when they say, hey, I've never seen the videos of my client that you have shown this week. The government did not give me those Every defense attorney and every lawyer, frankly, the alarm bells should start to go off. Did they cover this up? What happened? Here is what the attorney for the QAnon shaman said last night on Tucker about whether he'd ever seen these videos. Listen. The most important aspect of that hearing was that Jake was not violent. The government knew. They knew that Jake had walked around with all of these police officers. They had that video footage. I didn't get it. It wasn't disclosed to me. It wasn't provided to me. I requested it. I filed the requisite pleadings for it. And whether I did or not, they had a duty, an absolute duty, with zero discretion to provide it to me so that I could share it with my client. It's all 100% true. And that is a huge story. So... The government, if we had, Buck, an honest Department of Justice, if I were the Attorney General and I heard that allegation on a show, yeah. the first thing I did when I came into the office this morning would say, I need to know, did we have this information and did we disclose it? Because if we did not, this guy should be let out of jail. It's amazing. Democrats whine a lot about due process for actual foreign terrorists who do terrible things, but Americans, no, they don't get due process when Democrats are upset. My friends, if you own a small business, you know the value of time. GetRefunds.com does, too. That's why they've made it easy, no matter how busy you are, to apply for the Employee Retention Credit, or ERC. Go to GetRefunds.com to get started, and in less than eight minutes, see if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on payroll during COVID-19. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. They may be able to help your business, too. There's no upfront charge, either. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. Many businesses believe they won't qualify based off incomplete or outdated information. Go check it out for yourself today, because it could be a huge benefit for you and your company. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We want to open up the lines because want to hear from all of you across the country. There's so much pressure right now to say, oh, my gosh, why is... I mean, not pressure from 
like us, obviously, but, you know, from other Republicans and from Democrats, why is Tucker showing surveillance footage from inside the Capitol on January 6th? Don't people understand that that is showing in video format what was happening on the day that we're supposed to believe is the worst day for America since the Civil War? Forget Pearl Harbor, forget 9-11. The worst since the Civil War, they say. Okay, well, I feel like we should see all of the footage then that would lead us to believe one thing or another about it. Uh, but we want to hear from you, 800-282-2882. Uh, you all know that phone line, so light us up. Tell us what you think about this one. We do know, Clay, already what The View thinks. And I want to, I want to point out, I don't think you're getting invited on The View anytime soon now. You know, I think we had a moment. We had a window there where you had some agreement. I, I, Whoopi Goldberg and I, Joy Behar, I thought we were going to go out for a brunch. We were going to sit around. We were going to high five. We were agreeing on so much. I meant to mention this, Buck. I'm not even kidding. The View just ended their mask mandate this week for their audience. That's amazing. There, I mean, I want all of you out there who are like, oh, you guys talk too much about masking. It doesn't exist anymore. If you were one of the imbeciles that wanted to go watch The View, I think Colbert, you know, still requires his audience to wear masks. Clay, I used to see, I used to live on the block, basically, right, right around the corner from where Colbert does his show. And I would walk past people in line outside wearing masks all of them almost wearing masks outside and i mean like even six months ago like not not long time ago it was crazy the fact that these people were first of all the fact that you would wait in line to go watch the view i question immediately whether you have a functional brain but if you told me that i don't know buck here's a good question for you. you were fired up about going to miami what would you be will what do you like so much at this point that you would still do it if they told you you had to wear a mask. I'm not sure I would go to a public event, even for things that I love. I wouldn't go to a football game if they told me that I had to wear a mask. I have refused to do anything that requires a mask for a long time now. Like, I will actively avoid it. That's why I was so... Look, I was furious yesterday when I was told in Miami that I had to wear a mask to go into... I wasn't going into... Going into the cancer ward or a place where people are, I was walking into a first floor office to have a, an annual checkup with a physician and they said mask up. Yep. They said mask up and, and they were very aggressive about it too. And I was just looking at them like, are all of you morons? I just want to know, like, are, is there something wrong with all of you? And I really don't like this thing that I see even among some conservatives. Well, if it makes people feel better, it's not that big a deal. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm not playing that. We're not, we're not at that level. No. Oh, it's about being polite. But anyway, I, there are a few things in life that that tick me off more than the stupidity of making people wear masks. So the fact that the View is wearing a mask until this week is amazing. The fact that the View also thinks the federal government should shut down cable news shows they don't like <laughs> is pretty remarkable as well. Here we go. Play four. I have a question. How come this is not thought of as being recruiting how come they're not thinking about like this radicalizing. radicalizing why is this not being scrutinized the way that they scrutinize other things it, because to me this should be against the law you should not be able yeah. to lie to the american knowingly i hope that the doj looks I, through a whole bunch of stuff I hope and out listening what what to do about this because i know if this were happening here 
on ABC or CBS or Element of P. We could not do this. I this is the, what these people are truly stupid. Just take away any political realm. If you talk on television for a, a living, why in the world would you want other people to not be able to talk on television for a living? I just as as its basic level, like I think the women of the View are the four. What, how many of them? Four or five? Whatever the number is, the four or five dumbest people in media, and they talk on television every day for a living. I don't believe that they should not be allowed to talk on television for a living because, frankly, I think the marketplace of ideas exists, Buck, so that we can play their stupid, inane, indefensible takes and point out why they are so stupid. But for this angle to be had, someone says something that I don't like on television and therefore cable television, if you want to specify, and therefore they shouldn't be allowed to say it anymore the government should stop them from doing it they're so dumb it's hard to even have a discussion with them on this i really wish buck i know you're making the joke i wish i could go into the view and just like john snow uh in the battle of the 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 bastards you know when he's standing out there with the sword and the onrushing horde is coming towards him and there's nobody else i'll i'll draw my sword and just go to war with that entire studio because I think they don't get disabused of these notions. They don't actually know how dumb they are. That used to be something that would happen yeah. in news commentary. It's one of the things that I mean I I I you know criticize the way things have changed here a lot because there are very few places where people with platforms have to defend their ideas. And so that allows for the proliferation not just of really stupid ideas, but also of just just abject lies. They keep saying it's as though they don't understand the definition. And I'm not just talking about the the women of the view. You've got a lot of Republicans out there who are coming after Tucker on this one. You've got a lot of obviously all the Democrats in Congress are coming after Tucker on this one. They keep saying that, you know, it's a lie or what, what, what exactly. How is it a lie to show surveillance footage? How is it, and, and, you know, you here. You know, Anderson Cooper, here's an example. He says that this is like showing footage of soldiers in Vietnam when they weren't actually at war and saying it wasn't actually a war. Here, play play clip. Can we play clip five? Just because this is an argument that we keep hearing. Play that Look clip. Look at, like, Vietnam. You know, there's plenty of footage of Marines and soldiers at their bases, you know, hanging out in Saigon in off time. I mean, you can take video of anybody in the course of a day when something is not happening. And then if you can't say that the Vietnam War wasn't violent and people weren't getting killed. I mean, it's ridiculous. So so his argument is is absolutely idiotic. Um, You know, he's somebody who's always been propped up as like the serious journalist. He is not. OK, yes. but th- this is a moment where you have to say, hold on a second. The central figure of the insurrection, which means yes. coup attempt, the central figure in the coup attempt, who was wearing a furry hat, shirtless, and carrying a spear around. Not an AR-15, not a machine gun, not a bazooka, a spear, okay? There's video of him on the day in question, in the middle of the so-called coup or insurrection, walking around calmly talking to members of Capitol Police. And and people are saying, oh, well, if it was bin Laden, how would they have reacted? Does this guy look like he was bin Laden? I mean, it, the comparisons they're making are what is the problem. And by the way, the reason they're getting so hysterical and crazy about this 
is because people who have even a little bit of an open mind are seeing they were lied to about this. If they believed that it was an insurrection, they were lied to. It was a riot. There were bad things that happened during the riot. We condemn that. But the notion this was overthrowing the United States government, Clay, is fanciful. And it is totally out of line for Anderson Cooper to be talking about the Vietnam War, which lasted for years, and what footage you are using from a multi-year event. This was a two-hour at most incident. We should see, I believe this, every American should be able to see every security camera footage of all the two hours of January 6th, okay? If Tucker were showing events from December and saying, oh, well, this is an indication of what happened on January 6th, I'd be like, okay, it's a different month. Literally, he's showing clips of central figures inside of the Capitol, Brian Sicknick and the QAnon shaman. Let me also say this, Buck. He made a really good point. I was watching again last night. There were more cops injured, according to reports, outside of uh, the White House when they tried to burn down that church yeah. than were injured according to the peak numbers. They said, I think it was like 114. Again, I'm, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was around 114 in the Capitol compared to one day, one day of BLM riots outside of the White House when they showed the footage. You guys well remember they ridiculed Trump because it was such a threat that they took him down to a secure room in the White House. Yet they want you to believe that everybody was in danger. Chuck Schumer came out and said, they were going to kill me. I don't know about you, Buck. I would have been perfectly fine walking through the Capitol by myself with no security on that day. A hundred percent, right? I would not have felt threatened. Some of those people would have known me. Some of them may have liked me. Most of them wouldn't have cared about me at all, which is the way that the vast majority of those people in Congress would have felt, too. But they legitimately, with such a big riot, more cops injured that single day during the BLM protest, and the threat to the President of the United States was so severe, the Secret Service took him down to a secure room. Yet they were he, they ridiculed Trump for that. They praised to the high heavens Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer because of the way they handled January 6th. What was the point of months of BLM riots all across America in an election year? I just want i want everyone to remember that. What was the reason? Why do you riot? People say, oh, because people are angry or because of injustice or whatever. No, 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 no. You do these things as a political movement, and these were all Biden voters, as we know, to send a message. The 2020 election was held under duress. And if anyone doesn't believe that, they can look at the store owners and the footage of people in cities across America preparing for the most destructive riots, perhaps in our nation's history, all over the place. If Joe Biden didn't win because You're 100% of the right. Nobody will talk about it. Every major city in America, they put up plex. Uh, they put up all the ply board. They put up all the protections of the windows. They weren't doing that for Biden's win. They were doing it for what they were going to do to America if Trump won. And I think, unfortunately, Buck, a lot of people bought into that. Yes. They just said, I want things to go back to normal. I don't want so my I'm neighborhood to be Biden. destroyed. Yes. I'm voting Biden. These are the people lecturing you on, oh, our democracy, our sacred democracy. The founding fathers would be so upset at Trump. Please, spare me. All right, you know, the Biden administration is on track to do more crazy things in the next year as they ramp up their re-election drumbeat. One of them appeals to a large constituency of Biden voters is they may have the Health and Human Services Department declare the need 
for a uh, for abortion access as a public health emergency declaration. I mean, that's how big this issue continues to be for Democrats. In the meantime, every day there are unborn babies at risk. One organization is not relying on the federal government to help. It's the Preborn Network of Clinics, a nationwide organization with clinics in many cities where there are far too many abortions occurring every day. They alone have rescued over 200,000 babies to date. Preborn seeks these women out before they make this decision and gives them a free ultrasound. When an expectant mother sees the precious life growing inside her, often, more often than not, she will choose life for that baby. Preborn is here for these women without judgment. Preborn offers compassion, support, and abundance of love. $28 is what it costs to give a woman an ultrasound today through the Preborn Pregnancy Clinics. $140 would give five ultrasounds. Your donation helps make all of this possible. I have donated a preborn in the past. I'm going to donate again. It is a critical organization that is doing godly work. Consider a tax-deductible donation today and use your cell phone to dial pound 250 and say baby. That's pound 250, say the word baby. Or you can go to their website online, preborn.com slash buck, preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Uh, we got people, a couple of people who want to weigh in on the conversation we've been having so far about Jan 6. Um, both from a legal perspective, this is me talking about it as someone who has done criminal defense law and is still a licensed attorney, which drives Buck so many people crazy because they're like, why is the sports guy got an opinion on? Well, I mean, I do have a law degree. I actually have a lot more reason to have strong legal opinions than I do sports opinions. I'm just a dude uh, when it comes to sports or politics or anything else. But a couple people want to weigh in uh, on what we've been discussing so far. Let's go up to Jackie in Westchester, PA. Uh, what you got for us, Jackie? Hi. I, I just want to know you guys your opinion on whether you think Fox is muzzling Tucker because Tucker had a whole week of programs that he was going to release. What was there, 40,000 hours or something of these videos at the Capitol? And he's done like two minutes because they got such pushback by from Schumer and the likes of him. And then yeah, Schumer, I, I appreciate know. the call. I understand that. And I can't obviously speak for Tucker because uh, I don't know day-to-day what his communications are. I would be stunned beyond belief, Buck, based on what my relationship has been like with Fox uh, from Suzanne Scott, from Jay Wallace, from Lachlan Murdoch, on down. No one has ever told me, hey, you can't talk about X, Y, or Z. Hey, don't say this. And I am a pinprick as important to Fox as Tucker is. I would be stunned if they are in any way restraining him. And and what I would say about the call, and Buck, you and I were talking about this off the air, here's the thing that disgusts me, and I think it fires up a lot of you out there listening. Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer have the exact same opinion when it comes to Tucker Carlson sharing January 6th videos. It is should not be allowed to happen. How do we have this uniparty? How do we have legitimately, people who see, hey, that QAnon shaman, literally his lawyer said, we've never seen this footage before. Brian Sicknick, they tried to argue. Merrick Garland just said five police officers died as a result of January 6th. That's all lies. Why would you not want that corrected? Can I just point out that if what the lawyer claimed on Tucker's Tucker's show last night were not the case, if it were untrue, if he had been provided that, Yes. How easy would it be for yeah, point. the prosecutor's office in D.C. to put out a statement that is not, you know, and by the way, that would blow the whole thing up, at least for, you know, the QAnon yeah, shaming. You're right. Current, you're 100% right. Group. If they said, hey, here is the documents of us sending all this footage to the lawyer. He had every access right. to this for discovery purposes. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. You're right. It's a super easy thing to theoretically so, do. So that's a very, for a lawyer to be so definitive on national TV about that is very risky because if it is a lie, well, now, you know, nothing you say will be taken seriously afterwards. Yes. There'll be no uh, second look at, I mean, I'm assuming uh, did Ch- Chansley took a uh, a plea bargain, right? That's right. So, see, this is where you get into something. When you take a plea bargain, it's not like a conviction by a jury. As I understand it, Clay, it's harder to get 
you know, it basically harder to get a trial after you took a plea bargain because as part of the plea bargain, it's often you're giving up your rights to, you know, to anything to ever question this. So they might have slammed this guy into an unwinnable situation and then said, sorry, you know, they stacked the deck and there's very little accountability on the prosecutorial side. They were threatening him with decades in prison when Mm -hmm. he took this plea deal. For people out there who are wondering, do you think the decision might have been different if he had known what this footage showed? I think probably so. And that's why it's so consequential to justice. And that's why I said if I were the Department of Justice head, if I were Mayor Garland, first thing I did when I came into work today would have been check these files. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 